0: From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, May 16th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, hear from statewide law enforcement officers, families, and friends gathering to honor the men and women in Mississippi who have lost their lives in the line of duty. And find out plans for the unveiling of the Gold Star Memorial Monument at a military museum. Then, after a health minute, a statewide campaign urging you to think again about the mental health of you and your loved ones.
1: It has a bearing on your- spouse or significant other and i started seeing these traits being passed on to my kids
0: that's all coming up this is mississippi edition on mpb think radio and the public are lighting candles to remember officers who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. The Mississippi Association of Chiefs of Police and the Attorney General's Office held the eighth annual candlelight vigil. During the vigil, three names were added to the statewide fallen officers memorial wall in Jackson. Attorney General Jim Hood tells MPB's Ashley Norwood he's honored to participate.
2: This is an opportunity for us uh, to thank our law enforcement officers who are who are in service or retired, uh, and particularly those families uh, who have had a family member um, to pass away in the line of duty. And this is an opportunity for us to thank the families and and honor the officers. Uh, you know, this is a celebration, and it, it's it's something so unique. I, I don't know if we do this in other states where you see a show of force with the motorcycles and the horses and the and the guard dogs and the whole. Uh, spectrum and the, and the formalities of it, you know, just being here, it makes the hair stand up on your arm. It's a it's a unique experience. And it, I leave it every time, you know, with my faith rejuvenated in my fellow man because the fact is there's a lot more good people in this world than there are bad. And we in law enforcement have to deal with a lot of the bad, but, you know, it's good to see a lot of those that support those law enforcement officers here. And thank God that we have people that actually run to gunfire instead of away from it.
0: Felicia Hall is commissioner of the State Department of Corrections. She says the officers are important to the state.
1: Law enforcement is most integral to uh, making sure our public safety is always taken care of. Uh, The citizens who who perform in those roles, they they have a unique calling and a unique purpose, one for which most people don't have. And so it's so important to always remember their job responsibilities and also that they gave the ultimate sacrifice. So it's always important to remember them in in the way that they served and and always remember their families um, who also sacrificed their loved ones in the line of duty. So it, it gives me great honor to sit here and be a part of these services. I've been to the DPS memorial. We actually had our own police memorial, a law enforcement memorial, last week for correctional officers, and we hadn't done that in over a decade. And I, I realize all too well how important it is to always remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice.
0: Commissioner of the State Department of Corrections, Policia Hall. Coming up, details on the plans for the unveiling of the Gold Star Memorial Monument at a military museum. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
3: I'm Peter O'Dowd. The Pony Express helped transform the American West by delivering mail from Missouri to California in just 10 days. And the men who carried the letters? These guys are the rock stars of the day. Everybody lionized them. When they came into town, they didn't have to pay for their drinks. We'll put it that way. A new book on the Pony Express next time on Here
2: at Night. Today at noon on MVB Think Radio. Normally, I don't recommend eavesdropping, but feel
3: free to join in on my conversations. Our guest this week is dancer and motivational speaker Nicole Marquez.
4: A year after my accident, I went back to New York because I wanted to thank all my doctors and nurses for putting Humpty Dumpty back together. And one of the nurses let me know, she's like, you know, we rarely see internal decapitations come into the hospital. We don't really see anybody go out.
3: Sundays at 530 and Thursdays at 10 on MPB. The typical American home is around 2,600 square feet, whereas the typical small or tiny house is between 100 and 400 square feet. On the next Fix It 101, we join the tiny house movement and welcome architect James Polk from Tiny House Life Space to the Handyman Hangout. We will explore how a tiny house becomes an actual home and the production that takes place right here in Mississippi. So join us on the next Fix It 101 today, only on MPB Think Radio.
0: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippi's first Gold Star Families Memorial Monument is set to be unveiled at Camp Shelby near Hattiesburg this morning. The ceremony is free and open to the public and starts at 10. Mississippi Armed Forces Museum Director Tommy Lofton says it's the first of its type honoring service people and their families.
5: It's my understanding for the last couple of years, there have been folks trying to fundraise to get a monument for Gold Star family members, and that, that meaning family members who've lost loved ones in the military service uh, in this state. This will be the first one of its type, so I think it's taking, uh, taking some time to fundraise for it. And there's some, some hopeful plans for other ones down the road in other parts of the state that hopefully won't take quite as long once people see what this is and, and what the monument's all about. Um, but this, this has been ongoing for quite a while. There's definitely a salute to uh, soldiers, airmen, Marines, sailors, all, all of our service members of the service branches that we've lost, but it is very much a museum to represent their families as well, and and those that are left behind suffering with that loss that knew them personally or that served with them. And It's it's definitely a very touching monument, and I think uh, once folks come out here and see it, especially on the, the back side, which is much more... Uh, personalized, if you will, for the area and for the state. There's some some pretty moving imagery on there that will definitely tie this back to soldiers and to sacrifice of our uh, service members. But you'll also see the the tie in with the family. And
0: can you describe some of that imagery for us?
5: Some of the imagery has very patriotic images. I mean, there's a folded flag on there. There's crests of all the service branches. Uh, there is a very patriotic image of silhouettes with family members on there with the American flag there as well. And um, there's there's some, some pretty beautiful images. There's some images people will recognize, some very iconic patriotic images that you often see around certain military anniversaries, Veterans Day, Memorial Day especially, and things like that. So it's a great... Uh, great monument, and and I'm glad that the state is able to uh, finally recognize not just those who have fallen in service, men and women who've been fighting for us since the state began and even before that, but also recognize the families that have had to suffer with sometimes the loss of multiple individuals in the same family due to war.
0: How far back do we go?
5: I think as far as representation for Gold Star families, you're going to see uh, a lot of representation today of family members from those who've been lost in service from 9-11 to now. Uh, I think that because it's so recent and because it's so common in, in discussion today with wars and things like that, you're going to see a lot more of those folks attend probably than, than family members of World War II, World War I, or Vietnam. But that's not to say that they aren't represented. This monument is actually for any Mississippians that have fallen in service, even before the state was officially a state, in my understanding and in my mind. This monument represents those who have family members who've suffered loss in military service, no matter what the war.
0: What's going to happen in the ceremony this morning?
5: For the ceremony, we're actually going to have uh, quite a few speakers here that are, are pretty keynote. The governor will be here. We'll actually have Honorable Randy Reeves, the Undersecretary from uh, D.C., will be here. Uh, several Gold Star family members will be speaking about their loved ones in service. And Woody Williams is here, actually. He's the uh, last Marine Medal of Honor recipient from World War II. Uh, most folks may recognize him from flipping the coin at the Super Bowl recently. His foundation and part of his drive is to try to see that we get in all 50 states at least one of these monuments to remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice and remember those families. And part of that is uh, he tried to get in the Marine Corps early on in World War II. He didn't meet the height requirement that was in place at that time. And so he actually became uh, a taxicab driver and was delivering telegrams to people's homes and realized pretty quickly some of these telegrams were getting an emotional response and they were notifications of death that he was delivering to people's front doors. And that stuck with him to be, you know, to see firsthand wives and mothers and fathers grieving when they get that telegram. That, that made an impression on him even before he got into the Marine Corps. Uh, and then, of course, after that, the Marine Corps changed his height requirement. He was able to get in. And then he ended up earning the Medal of Honor on 23rd February 1945 on Iwo Jima and was able to, uh, years later, still use his platform, if you will, and his notoriety as a Medal of Honor recipient to continue to not just put focus on himself or anything, but to to give back to the community and to the country and recognizing all of those who have lost loved ones in service.
0: The ceremony starts at 10 o'clock this morning at the museum itself?
5: Yes, ma'am. It'll be 10 o'clock in our Grand Gallery here at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby. Uh, You just need a valid driver's license to get in the gate. Ask them where the museum is if you're not familiar with the area and they can lead you here. And uh, we look forward to anybody and everybody coming out to attend. This is free and open to the public. You don't just have to have a family member that was uh, lost in service to attend this. We want people to come out here and support their fellow family members, friends, and other folks in the state. And this is a great, uh, great way to honestly kind of celebrate Memorial Day a little bit early.
0: Tommy Lofton is the director of the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for your time. Coming up, find out about a statewide campaign urging you to think again about the mental health of you and your loved ones. That's after a Southern Remedy Health Minute. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio
1: that might sound like loose change to you but to us here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting it sounds like support now with the program Change by Giving, you can round up your change from everyday purchases and support MPB and the programs you love with every purchase you show your support for smart, entertaining and engaging programs that benefit all Mississippians sign up today by visiting mpbonline.org support and click donate your change Hi, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo,
3: Professor of Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. Feeling blue? Depression is a very serious illness that's different from normal sadness. Depression often makes it difficult for you to work, study, or do everyday tasks. Those suffering from depression will feel down for a majority of the time over a period lasting at least two weeks. Depression can also make you lose enjoyment or passion for those things you love to do. Depression makes one feel down, sad, cranky, and hopeless most of the day, almost every day. Depression can also make you lose or gain weight, sleep too much or too little. It can make you feel tired and without energy. Depression can make you feel guilty or worthless and cause thoughts of death or suicide. If you're having these thoughts, seek help immediately. Call your doctor and tell them it's urgent. Call 911 or go to the nearest hospital emergency room. If you're not sure if what you're feeling is depression, contact your doctor as soon as possible. It's better to be safe than sorry. Medicine and counseling can make depression better and a combination of both is best. Your health provider can help you learn how to cope with depression while you're searching for the right treatment. You can also get help from the Mississippi Department of Mental Health at 1-877-210-8513. That's 1-877-210-8513. For more health tips and medical information, listen for Southern Remedy each weekday at 11, where the doctors are always in. For MPB Think Radio, I'm Dr. Rick DeShazo. The Health Minute is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. It's good to be blue.
2: Normally, I don't recommend
3: eavesdropping, but feel free to join in on my conversations. Our guest this week is dancer and motivational speaker Nicole Marquez.
4: A year after my accident, I went back to New York because I wanted to thank all my doctors and nurses for putting Humpty Dumpty back together. And one of the nurses let me know. She's like, you know, we rarely see internal decapitations come into the hospital. We don't really see anybody go out.
3: Sundays at 530 and Thursdays at 10 on MPB. I'm Peter O'Dowd. The Pony Express helped transform the American West by delivering mail from Missouri to California in just 10 days. And the men who carried the letters? These guys are the rock stars of the day. Everybody lionized them. When they came into town, they didn't have to pay for their drinks. We'll put it that way. A new book on the Pony Express next time
2: on Here In Night. Today at noon on MBB Think Radio.
0: You're listening to Mississippi edition voted best public affairs reporting in Mississippi and Louisiana by the Associated Press. I'm Karen Brown. Five Mississippi agencies are kicking off a campaign to promote good mental health. The Think Again campaign kicked off at the Capitol yesterday. The State Department of Mental Health is one of the agencies urging Mississippians to seek help for issues like anxiety and depression. Experts say it starts with talking about issues that may be uncomfortable at first. Diana Mikula is executive director of the Department of Mental Health. She tells MPB's Desiree Fraser the agencies involve hope to make a big impact
6: we're kicking off the think again campaign and the think again campaign is a campaign that's in partnership with several other state agencies uh, the department of health the department uh the mississippi public health institute the Mississippi chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness and the Mental Health Association of South Mississippi. And we just believe this is an important message. What we're trying to do is ask people just to think again about mental health and just to realize that our mental health problems are as important as our physical health problems. And we need to focus on overall wellness. And we can't take care of ourselves physically if we're not taking care of ourselves mentally. And we just know from research that the same things that help us stay physically healthy help us stay mentally healthy, like a proper diet and exercise exercise and having socialization so we're, what we're just asking Mississippians to do is just to think differently about how we approach mental health in Mississippi.
7: What are the mistakes briefly that you see people make that um lead them to having mental health problems?
6: I think there's just the stigma about talking about it so it's easy to talk to a coworker about having high blood pressure or high cholesterol but you're uncomfortable about saying I'm feeling depressed or I'm having some anxiety so I think it's just it, it's misconceptions and we just don't know how our friends are going to take those types of conversations so that's why we want to encourage everybody to talk about it.
7: And I know it's Mental Health Month.
6: It is Mental Health Month in May. And just, just the awareness of how important our mental health plays to our overall health and well-being.
0: Mental Health Executive Director Diana Mikula. Maximus Wright is director of Phoenix Entertainment. The Mississippi filmmaker tells MPB's Desiree Frazier how perfectionism negatively impacted his life until he met the right kind of therapist.
1: Well, I was a perfectionist. You know, and I've, I read that being a professional is the worst form of uh, self-hatred. Okay. So at first I didn't agree with it, but as I started to look into it more and more and start reading more about it, they were absolutely right because you can never be perfect. So you tend to create, ver- put strain on your personal relationships. You demand so much out of yourself that you can't possibly do. And it has a bearing on your work. It has a bearing on your relationship with your children, your your spouse or your significant other. And I started seeing these traits being passed on to my kids, especially when they started becoming older. And um, so we were working on a film and uh, the film, we ran out of money and we started now making a book out of the script. The book exploded and um, it started opening doors. And I was speak- speaking at the trauma conferences and I'm like, wow, mine were up here educating people on mental health. I was just telling my story or telling the stories that we learned. So I met a doctor, Dr. Hall, and Dr. Fred Hall, he came to me and he he kind of sized me up pretty quickly, and which is not an easy thing to do. So as we continued to talk, he introduced to me what counseling was, but he also introduced to me what coaching was. So that idea or the aspect of coaching kind of appealed to me because from a sports standpoint, I totally could get that. So he helped me start identifying some of the areas like when I'm overworking, for instance, like those those places that I need to stop and pause where I felt perfectly fine but that's because I've been conditioned to overdo things so his coaching kind of is there to kind of as a safe as a a safety measure to kind of say don't overdo it let's keep things in balance so it stops me from going in extremes so it takes time getting used to, but it's been wonderful.
7: The book, what was the book about that you would be talking um, about trauma? Uh,
1: the book is about uh, things that happen most in the African-American culture a lot of times with young black men. We talk about, um, we talk about sexual escapades. We talk about how um, you know, women have been raped, but we rarely ever talk about young men being raped as, by women. We rarely talk about, you know, that this is molestation because the culture sees it's different. Like, well, if you're 16 and she's 25 or you're 12 and she's 18, that's something to be applauded. It's not because emotionally it creates trauma. And it's, now it sets a tone for the rest of his life and the rest of his relationships. So even though this is not an uncommon story, it's a story that we typically don't talk about. So I didn't realize that the way I wrote the book was actually a way of kind of dealing with trauma. I didn't even know what trauma was at the you time. You had trauma? Well, yeah, we all have had trauma. And once we really look at this and we start looking from a cultural standpoint, cultural I think the culture has kind of traumatized young black men more than anything because it has made us realize our whole identity is based on our proudness to get women. That you're not considered popular or you're not considered valuable unless you do. So what does that person do? They typically change who they are to become what societies say they should be. And that creates a trauma because now it's identity issues. Who am I really? And now it just goes on and it spirals out of control and it messes up our families and it messes up our relationships and our culture as a whole. So for other people, what is a perfectionist? That's a good question. I'm going to tell you what it was for me. What a perfectionist was to me was that I have this unrealistic idea of what good is. I never reach good. I never reach great. Because once I reach the place where I thought was where I wanted to be, I immediately find what's wrong with it. And now I have to keep raising the the level higher and higher each time
7: so your message to people is because you really didn't go to therapy Mm -hmm. but this gentleman is a coach and is there a difference there
1: yeah actually i do i go to therapy i he but see what he explained to me was therapy is pretty much dealing with your past coaching is dealing with your future so you have to deal with your past in order to put a plan together to deal with your future,
7: <laughs> have you been able to talk to other African American males and encourage them to seek help?
1: Oh, absolutely. I started with my children first. I talked to my boys, you know, and I told them how important this was, you know, uh, our, their mother and I divorced, and you know, and I didn't want them to go down that same path. And I, and I started noticing when they started dating. And my daughter started dating. I started seeing that they were having some of the same issues that I had, you know, just temperamental about certain things, you know, just really. And I said, you know, I need to do this for them. So once I started going, I started sharing my experiences with them. And then the whole phenomenon with the soul damage book and movie is that men were already breaking down on set crying. And when they were reading it, they were coming to me. So now I had something more than a listening ear. I said, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with getting some help, man, you know. Don't hide this. There's nothing wrong with that. I get it. And once I started saying, I get it, it kind of really changed the complexion of how they viewed it. Because for whatever reason, they are like, well, if you're it, maybe I should.
0: Phoenix Entertainment's Maximus Wright. Tamika Tobias is executive director for NAMI, Mississippi. She tells NPB's Desiree Frazier stigma needs to be changed.
4: What we want individuals to do is to get the help that they need become educated, and also get the support and let them know that they are not alone. What is the biggest challenge? Right now, it's the stigma that's surrounding mental illness. Those individuals not wanting to get the help that they need. Also, we've heard that some of the services aren't readily available to those individuals.
7: How do you fix that problem? Uh, This is a state with a problem with access to health care and it's rural, too.
4: We're working now. uh, We're talking about telehealth. It's been one method of receiving the help that's needed. Also, transportation is uh, is much needed. How are
7: you going to work on that?
4: We can get the word out to those individuals to let them know the resources that are available and also partner with different organizations throughout the state of Mississippi.
7: What do you think this Mental Health Month is going to do In terms of helping people, can it
4: really do anything? We just need to start having the conversations. If we can just have these conversations have individuals to get behind us, legislators, uh, elected officials, and things of that nature, maybe we can take a turn for what's needed.
0: NAMI, Mississippi's Tamika Tobias. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Fix It 101. Then at 10, Everyday Tech. And at 11 o'clock, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. Listen to MPB News on all your devices. Just download the MPB Public Media app or tell your smart speaker, play MPB Think Radio. And to see our team's updates throughout the day, follow MPB News on Twitter. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio.
1: An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio.
6: This is Ophira Eisenberg, host of NPR's Ask Me Another. Do you have an extra car that you wash more than most people go to the dentist? Well, save some time and some water, and donate it to us. Think about it. Rather than it sitting there taking up space, your extra car could be making public radio. And when you donate it here, you may also qualify for a tax deduction.
2: Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.com.